Welcome back, Aspire Leaders. Whether you're shaping young minds in your classroom or leading the way on your campus, have you ever ventured into the realm of growth mindset practices? It's a fascinating journey, and we're about to embark upon this important topic in this episode with Brian Martin. He's a fantastic elementary teacher and coach, also does a fantastic job as a podcaster with Teaching Champions. So the concept of growth mindset seems to be a buzzword, but it's transformative philosophy that has the potential to revolutionize a classroom and a campus. Today, we're diving headfirst into the world of growth mindset practices, exploring their impact and uncovering strategies to seamlessly integrate them into your teaching practices or your leadership role. Before we begin on this important topic, though, I wanted to share that time to time I have created bonus episodes for Aspire to Lead. And this upcoming week, I'm going to be dropping one on Wednesday with my good friend, Darren Peppard. He's been a former guest before and does a phenomenal job as an author, podcaster, and speaker. And so we're going to really be diving into the topic of aspiring and brand new leaders. And it's going to be kind of a similar format to the Aspire mailbag. We've taken questions from a variety of new leaders and we're going to be answering that and it's going to sound more like a conversation over a cup of coffee than an actual interview style. So super excited about this episode dropping. So that's coming out on Wednesday with Darren Pepper. So stay tuned for that. But now let's go over to our conversation with Brian Martin as we really discuss fostering resiliency and cultivating a growth mindset. Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Aspire Leaders, I'm so excited for this conversation. I have been connected to this phenomenal educator, leader, and podcaster for a little while. I've got to see him just flourish in everything that he does, and I'm, I'm so excited about this conversation we're about to have. Brian, thank you so much for being on Aspire to Lead. Josh, I appreciate you having me on so much. I'm a big fan of the podcast, and I knew we met one time over Zoom before, and you had a Kevin Garnett jersey <laughs> hanging up. I said, that's my guy right there. I need a, a deeper conversation with this guy. That is my favorite player. I've, I'm looking at it right now as we have this conversation. So as a Minnesota guy, that was, you know, a person that I idolize. I remember going to games. Yeah, that's that's my guy, Kevin Garnett. So I remember that conversation and it was such an easy one. Uh, I, I was on fire afterwards. You had this energy about yourself. And so I'm super excited about the conversation we're going to have today on like school culture, positivity, growth mindset, and of course about your podcast. But before we jump into those conversations, I'd love to hear a little bit about yourself. Please share your educational and leadership journey. Yeah, so I am going into my 21st year of teaching, which is crazy. It goes so <laughs> fast. And, you know, I started, did two years in kindergarten. Then at the time I was in the Army Reserves, my unit got activated. So I left teaching for 16 months, went overseas. Then I came back. And when I came back, I went into a second grade classroom, which I've been in for the past about 17 years, I would say. And also during that time, I was assistant basketball coach. So between just the, the life experiences between, you know, it's a whole life experience when you go into a kindergarten classroom on its own, then the military experience, um, coming back being in second grade, surrounded by some great educators, 
but also being part of the basketball program that I was with. And it had nothing to do with me, but we were really good in the state. And we were just blessed with some talent. The the head coach is in the Hall of Fame in New York State. And just being around that culture, seeing what they did day in and day out, just not in the season, but uh, throughout the whole year, it just really shaped me. All right, Brian, I got to ask about the military experience because, I mean, going into that culture and then coming back and, you know, being a classroom teacher and you're talking about kindergarten, I'm imagining the world as being very far apart and different. But I'm curious if there was anything that you felt like the military prepared you for or maybe instilled to help you as a teacher. Yeah, you know, the lessons from the military were really important. I think the value of communication is so huge. When we were in the military, we would go out on missions. We were just a trucking company. So we were taking from one base to another base, but you would show up with your platoon, but then there would be a group that would provide the protection that you didn't have any contact with until you showed up to to that mission. Then you you have your pre-mission and everything, but that communication just has to be so on point. And the preparation that comes with it, like, uh, you know, how we prepare for anything is so huge. And another big thing that I would say what the military was really good is the reflection process. They always talk about like the AAR. After every mission or after every training exercise, you have an after action review. So you talk about like the things that went good, the things that went bad, and what you could do next time. So I, I would say those were the big three. No, I love that. So I can only imagine that right now in the midst of a new school year, you're preparing. You you talk about it, right? Communication and preparation and reflection. You know, are those things you're already thinking about for the new school year? You know, absolutely. When you're talking about like preparation and you would think after 21 years that I would have stuff down, but uh, <laughs> it's just continually learning. With second grade, you're talking about like the basics, the fundamentals and reading. So I was reading this morning. I was listening to a podcast, a stellar teacher podcast. She does a great job. And she was talking about the science of reading. Then I, you know, I took a, another 40 minutes to read uh, reading above the fray, you know, learning more about the science of reading. And that, that's just, you know, that preparation piece. And then thinking New York State, we start later that's than right. everybody else. Yeah. So it's uh, a nice piece as far as because you can watch what all these other teachers are doing. So you check out social media, how people are setting up their classrooms, the different activities that they are doing on day one and such. So that's a a bonus about being in New York State. It hurts a lot in June when everybody's out and uh, you still got a whole month to go. Yeah, that preparation piece, the communication piece, um, you know, I was really thinking about that today. And how am I going to communicate with my parents better? Because, you know, I've been listening to a little bit of Dr. Joe Sanfilippo, and he he always talks about, you know, that's a big piece of his, how, he, you know, he'll always talk about go crickets and talking about telling your school story, because if you don't tell it, someone else is. You know, I was talking with my parents and was kind of laughing about this, but it's, it's not really laughing matter. I think President Biden put out a tweet yesterday something about, you know, teachers need to be paid more, you know, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. And I said, oh, boy, I'm going to go down this rabbit hole. So so I clicked on it and just people 
were bashing. And I, I, maybe bashing is a harsh term, but we we weren't getting a lot of support on there. And when you turn on the news, the narrative that's being painted out there, I know we had the Board of Education had several seats in my district that were up this school year. And a big running piece was the parents wanted more uh, communication within the classrooms and everything. And it just goes like, if we don't tell our story, then other people are going to. And I, I ran into a situation this year that, that was like, uh, it was crazy. And it was the worst thing that I've faced as a school teacher. And it was something small, but then it imploded. And, you know, reflection piece, if I was telling more of the story outside of my classroom and sharing the amazing things that were happening, maybe that is planted in people's heads. Because if we don't plant seeds in people's heads, if we don't plant those pictures, then other people are going to. And they're not in the school. They don't see what's happening day to day. So I I think that, you know, that communication piece with the parent is is huge. Yeah, I agree 100%. And unfortunately, positive intent is not always there, you know, for those outside the school. And I want to talk a little bit about that because unfortunately I saw the same rabbit hole that you did on, uh, like you said, Twitter or X, whatever, whatever (laughs) it is. And there just seems to be a lot of negativity out there and both in the education community and and out. And, you know, Mm -hmm. thankfully right now life is good for a lot of educators. They're on vacation, they're getting a little Mm -hmm. bit of a break, feeling pretty good about, you know, entering into the school year. So for those, you know, that are, grinding and feeling that negativity what are some things that you're doing to kind of help your mindset and and making sure that you're you're having that positive focus or lens to get you through the school year yeah you know i think it's it's a big thing like you said a lot of people are feeling good we're we're pretty refreshed right now and there's always that excitement when you start off something new it's you know when october hits november hits and it just becomes a grind you know, how do you keep your your head above? And, you know, my disposition is pretty good about focusing on the positive. But I I think it's a choice. And I read a book called The Art of Noticing Things. What we focus on, you know, I always talk about like, see the good, hear the good, speak the good. There's going to be tough moments. There's no no getting around it. There's going to be stress. There's endless to-do list. There's always something more that we have to do. And that can be draining. But if we take that time, you know, in the middle of our day, just to capture those moments, like every single day, I build it into my day where there's little moments that kind of refresh you up. So when you talk about like the positive, where my classrooms at, I'm in the first classroom in the hallway, the kindergarten students always line up right in front of my door waiting for the bell before they walk on down to their wing. So what what I do to start the day off is I go out and we try and time the bell out correctly. And we'll just do a countdown from 10 to zero and see if we can, we can get the bell going. So you get, you know, all these kindergartners doing the countdown and then they'll come by and they'll give me a high five and everything. It's, is a nice way to start the day. Or there's, there's little mantras that we have inside our classroom or little celebrations. Like on Wednesdays, I have like a growth mindset belt. You know, I saw a soccer coach. He was a friend and he posted it up on Twitter. 
And he wanted to reward the student or the athletes that were really busting it at practice. So he, he had this WWE belt. And I said, that is so cool. So we brought it into the classroom. We made our own design, threw it up in front of the, it said GM, really, really nice. So for growth mindset. And what we do is like every Wednesday, we'll play uh, Michael Buffer, YouTube it. And he comes out from like SummerSlam 1987. I mean, it's grainy and everything but you know the the kids uh we do it every single week so they get it down and everybody will be like let's get ready to rumble i'll walk around like i'm the rock with a belt on my shoulder and then we just call up a kid and we wrap it around them and we point out like a behavior that we want to see more in the classroom that kid did you know we cheer for him and then he goes down to the office and stuff to to get some praise from them but it's setting up little moments like that, that that the kids really enjoy that you can take out of your day from the normal curriculum and just celebrate. Since you had KG, I'll roll down a little more NBA with you. You'll get this. Um, If you're a listener of the podcast and you're an NBA fan, back in the day, there's this guy named Steve Nash. He was an unbelievable basketball player. And you see, yeah, it's pretty crazy that uh, (laughs) awesome athlete, not so good of a basketball coach, but uh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that is another story. So you see Berkeley in the early 2000s, they do this study and they want to know, is there a correlation between teams that celebrate one another and the success that they have? So they study every NBA team and they just count. You know, how many positive interactions do these teams have? And what they found is that the teams that had the most positive interactions are the teams that were the most successful. So Steve Nash, he plays on the Phoenix Suns at the time. Well, they take it a step further. So they have their intern uh, watch Steve Nash for 82 games. And, you know, I think he just had a paper and pen because it's like 2007. So it's not... uh, The technology wasn't there like it is right now. And all he had to do was watch how many fist bumps, high fives, or pats on the back that Steve Nash did. And over the course of an 82-game season, they said that Steve Nash had 239 positive interactions, which is insane because that's a 48-minute game. When you talk about, like, being positive, what am I celebrating in the classroom? You know, how many times am I celebrating? Because when I'm celebrating... I'm feeling better. Hopefully the students are feeling better. You know, we're just creating that classroom culture and celebration. Sometimes, you know, I've tweeted about this and people take it too far and they think it's like we break out the fog machines and, you know, all, all this stuff. A celebration's a fist bump. It's, you did awesome right there. It's a smile. It's small things. But if you do that, if you fill your day with that, if you look for opportunities for that, even if you're feeling... You might be feeling down, but if I can, you know, I'm second grade, so I'm feeling pretty bad in the moment, stressed out, just, uh, you know, situation, shot the blood pressure up. I make it a point to look around the room and I can find reasons to smile. I can, and slowly, if you start filling yourself up with those small things, it starts making you feel better. So, you know, long answer you know, what are you looking for? What are you listening to? And, you know, what are you speaking? 
Oh, long answer, but wonderful actionable items there. And I love the WWE growth mindset <laughs> belt. And I can only imagine you in the hallways just yelling, can you smell what the rock is cooking and have that <laughs> yeah. belt on your, <laughs> on your shoulder. Um, but I want to talk about the growth mindset piece because obviously that's something that you've got instilled in your classroom. I don't know if it's campus wide, but you know, what is it that you're doing to help students understand what is growth mindset and then also instilling that and be successful as a student? Yeah, you know, growth mindset is, you know, that might be one of the biggest things that I would say drives my classroom. And sometimes I think we get growth mindset a little bit wrong. Like we talk about growth mindset. I think everybody's on board with growth mindset, but growth mindset isn't throwing a poster that says yet on your wall and saying, you know, I believe in growth mindset. How I I approach it. And one reason why this is big is I like to use the word mistakes because our our culture is so built on being afraid to make mistakes. And I got this from, it wasn't from teachers. It was from business leaders, you know, looking outside, uh, Gary Vanderchuk. If uh, the audience is familiar with Gary, he's, he's a huge, made himself, came from very little, made himself super successful. I was listening to an interview and he said, it's a belief that these ultra successful people don't make any mistakes. And he said, that's wrong. He said, what they do is they make them first. They make them before everybody else. And then they learn from them and they grow from them before everybody else. And then another story that's always stayed with me is Sarah Blakely. The, she's, she's like my hero. And she she's the creator of Spanx. <laughs> I just love, uh, you know, for the audience, if you want a good interview, go into a podcast, type in Sarah Blakely, and she's just unbelievable all about mindset. But, you know, she started with like uh, $3,000 in the bank account all on her own. She starts Spanx and she had so many doors shut in her face. People were laughing at her and she became, I think, the first female billionaire. And she says what helped her overcome like all those doors being shut in her face People laughing at her idea was the fact that when she was younger, she would come home from school and her dad at the dinner table would ask her and her brother, you know, not what were you successful at? Not, you know, did you get 100 on that spelling test? She said he wanted to know what did you fail at today? What mistakes did you make? And she said it got to the point where if she didn't have something to tell him, like he would get upset at her. And the whole purpose of this was... If you're not putting yourself out there, if you're not trying new things, then you're not succeeding. And she said that shaped her mindset, that true failure isn't coming up short, but true failure is not trying. So I based uh, big on that inside my classroom. So we have a little mantra that we start our day with. So within five minutes of the classroom, um, you know, and the first uh thing that we say is we say every single day superstar scholars and that's, that's our little team name second grade it works and uh, we say makes mistakes shows grit works hard ask questions be grateful accept feedback i want that said 180 times we talk every single day about making mistakes sometimes if a kid gets a, like i had a little guy he's awesome he's a little perfectionist and he didn't want to make mistakes. And it's the middle of the year. So we've been through this over and over again. You know, he came up 
and a little, little misty eyed. And we just pointed up, said, what's the first rule of our classroom? And said, make mistakes. Sometimes as a class, we'll say, you know, what's the first room of, rule of our classroom? And they'll be like, makes mistakes. And it's just, what's our vocabulary? You know, what are we putting value on inside our classrooms or inside our schools? And, you know, I had another guy, he was awesome at math, but we were doing regrouping in second grade, like the subtraction regrouping. It can take a minute to uh, really get the, the process of that down. And he, he was somebody that got it right away every single time, but he was struggling with that and he was getting frustrated. And I looked at him and I, I said, and we, we've talked about this before too, but I said, should you be good at it? Because we had just started it like the day before because we've been through this, he said, no, because we shouldn't be good at something the first time we do it. So I said, but are you going to be better today? He's like, yeah. Are you going to be better tomorrow? Yeah. And then within a couple of days, he, he's, he was crushing it. But what is the message? I think John Gordon says, he says something like you feed and weed and weed and feed, you know, feed the good things and take away the bad things. And that, that's just a, you know, a big thing on the vocabulary that you use within the classroom, big on letting, showing them the growth that they've made. You know, we celebrate the, the milestones. So reading is a big piece of the classroom. They get to a certain level. We celebrate it. Right. But I make it a point like throughout, especially as the year goes on, don't forget to look back at how far you've come. And we, we talk about that. And we talk about that in math. We talk about that in writing. We'll show different writing pieces. This was what we were doing in September, guys. You know, look at what we're doing, cranking out here in November, December, January. And it's that piece because adults, motivation, we're motivated at the beginning of something. But along the way, the path, we get burned out. We see the mountains in front of us. We forget to look behind us and how far we've come. So it's just like those little mind hacks, trying to plant those seeds, trying to create those habits. I love it, Brian. That growth mindset, I think you're spot on. I think a lot of people use that term, but it may not be instilled the same way that you're speaking. And I hope everyone that's listening at least takes some pieces and, and make sure that uh, that's occurring in the classroom because it's so important. And you're right, just in the field of education in general, uh, failure is just looked poorly upon and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. like, chastised for and you know you got to get the hundred you got to get an a you got to be perfect and that's just not life and so I, I love what you're doing in the classroom buddy this podcast is a proud member of the teach better podcast network better today better tomorrow and the podcast to get you there you can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast now let's get back to the episode i am a huge fan of your podcast i absolutely love what you're doing you have Teaching Champions Podcast, a part of now the Teach Better Podcast Network, and I'm just so honored that you are a part of our group there. And I just wanted you just to share a little bit about, you know, just the origin story. Why did you create it in the first place? And then also for my audience, you know, what was the the mission behind it so that you know folks can tune in and push that subscribe button as soon as possible. Yes. Well, first off, thank you for having me part of the Teach Better Network. So many amazing podcasts on there. So appreciate what you're doing with all that, my friend. And the origin story, basically, you know, I started COVID hit and, you know, I said I was a, a basketball coach. I was a terrible X's and O's coach, but I absolutely loved like uh, talking to the team. And I said being around the, the coaching staff was so enlightening 
we would go and watch these Division One programs, or we would go to these conferences, and there were so many great things. And we would be driving back. Like, we went to see Shaka Smart was years ago. He was at VCU, so this was several years ago. Um, We went and watched him. We went and watched Bob Huggins at West Virginia, and we'd be driving back, and the guys would be talking about basketball up front, the head coach and assistant coach. I would be sitting in the back thinking about how I could take that into the classroom and just made me think there's so many great things out there, whether it's the sports world, the business world, that the regular teacher who might not be in the sports, who might not listen to that business podcast, but would absolutely love if it was just communicated to them in a language that resonated with them. So I guess that's how it resonated. It was just like taking taking those experiences and saying, hey, what can I share from all these different experiences with that? And then it kind of, I guess, over time it transitioned because it started out as a solo podcast. And now it, it's definitely more of like interviewing people and connecting people. And they say like, if you're if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Well, when I'm doing the solo podcast, that that was a problem. So, but now, you know, I bring somebody in, I'm definitely nev- never the smartest person in the room. And it's just like a journey. So hopefully, um, you know, with the podcast, it's meeting with some awesome people, you know, people from like the Teach Better team. You know, I had Ray Hewitt, Livia Chan, Jillian Dubois, so many other people out there that are just doing amazing stuff that have a positive message that I can learn from. And hopefully people can come out on this learning journey with me as well. And you've had quite a few wonderful guests and you said the Teach Better team, which obviously <laughs> I have a huge amount of respect for, but yeah, there's just some phenomenal educational leaders that are on there that, you know, I, I definitely want my audience to go and check out and you do a phenomenal job of interviewing them. You just have this beautiful knack of just connecting with your, your guests. And so shout out to you and all the fantastic things that you're doing. I know you're inspiring a lot of folks uh, with that project and I'm super excited to see where it goes. Brian, I want to kind of wrap up our conversation with a question I ask all my guests, which is, you know, for aspiring and current leaders, if there's anything they can do next week, tomorrow to enhance their leadership journey, what would you advise them to do? Yeah, um, first thing I would say is thank you. Like an administrator is a tough, tough position. And sometimes you don't get the thanks that, that you need to hear. So I would say first off, thank you. And then the second off, thing is you can listen to so many leadership podcasts and everything and get so many great tips. So I'll, I'll keep it simple. And I'll say, know what brings you joy. Search for that inside the classrooms, because there's always going to be somebody coming into your office. You're going to get those phone calls. You're going to get those emails. You're going to look up at the, your to-do list and it's going to be crazy if you don't take time to see the good things, even if it's a moment where you're walking by a classroom and you just hear laughter or you see some amazing teaching going on, if you walk by a student and they they smile at you or give you a little fist bump, if you don't fill yourself up with some good moments in those throughout the day, it just, it, our days are too precious. Our days are too short. So you know, find those small moments, embrace them, hold on to them because you'll need them. 
Oh, it's so true. <laughs> yeah, this is part of the administration. Uh, I love that you were thanking everyone too, because you're right. And just in education as a whole, there's not enough of that going around. So yes, we definitely appreciate everyone that's listening that's in the world of education and leadership. You are making a difference. And Brian, you, my friend, are making a huge difference. And for my audience, I'd love for them to connect with you. So how can they find the podcast? How can they find you know all the wonderful things that you're doing? Yeah, no, I would love for you guys to check out the podcast. It's the Teaching Champions podcast. You know what? If you like my podcast, please share it. If you like Josh's podcast, and he's crushing it, man. He just uh, hits some milestones, which are absolutely amazing. So uh, big props to him for all he does. But, you know, go out and tell somebody about the Aspire to Lead podcast because it's hard to grow shows with the podcast it's not like other it's not like a youtube uh, channel or everything it's hard to grow it so share the aspire to lead podcast and then sneak in there maybe the teaching champions podcast but definitely check out the show you can uh, connect with me at b martin real on twitter or teaching champions podcast on instagram i would love to connect Oh, for sure. And I appreciate the shout out, Brian. And we're going to have all of your links in the show notes for folks. So uh, make sure that you're clicking on that and connecting with Brian. I promise you, you will get a ton of wisdom and inspiration from him on all his social media outlets and his podcast. Brian, it is such a pleasure to be connected through the podcast network. I know that you know, we get to see each other through different PD things on, on that mm-hmm. network and through Circle uh, community and things like that. So I just feel just blessed to be in your presence, to be connected with you and to learn from you. And I, I just appreciate your time this evening as a guest on Aspire to Lead. Yeah, Josh, uh, this has been a blessing, my friend. So great to, to talk to you, you know, my fellow KG brother. <laughs> and uh, you're crushing it, man. Thank you for sharing your shine with the world. <laughs>